Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. Well, it's that time of year again. It's a time of year where everyone's winding down their own personal year and starting to think about the new year. And when we think about the new year, you know what happens? We start thinking about our New Year's resolutions. But the thing about New Year's resolutions is they hardly ever work. Oh, you know it's true. A little online research tells us various stats, but the one I kept seeing was that 80% of resolutions fail by February. Oh, it's so true. Every time it comes around, it's all about the New Year's resolutions. And hey, what are you going to, what resolution are you going to have? And what, how are you going to do it? And honestly, uh, I had done my own research here and the stats were actually a little worse. Mm-hmm. I actually found it was about 98% of them are done by February. Oh, wow. Well, I guess I was trying to give the benefit of the doubt there. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, resolutions suck. Yes, they do. The fact of the matter is resolution for New Year's, they just don't work. And really what we wanted to do in this episode is break down a little bit of kind of what's standing in the way when we think about New Year's resolutions. And then we want to give you a little bit better option of way to look at 2020 and go in with that 2020 vision because it is time to lock that in. Isn't that cute that this year 2020 vision is like, you know, 2020 vision? Yeah, it is funny too because 2020 vision is not even that great. When I went to the eye doctor just recently, I had 2080 vision. Well, aren't you fancy? So in 2080, we'll be prepared to go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's jump right in. Yeah, I mean, really the thing is when it comes to the resolution, I mean, even the definition of resolution is you're resolving to do something differently than you would have done it before. Okay, so the problem with that is a lot of what we want to change about ourselves or about one of the things we don't like about ourselves is we really focus on the bad things. So we're always looking at what are the things that we don't like that we want to change. And that's really a lot of the times where the resolutions circle around. Now, that's not always a bad thing, but the issue is a lot of the things that you're resolving to change are going to take a lot more work than simply coming up with it on December 31st or January 1 or even January 6th if you're a real slacker and trying to move along. So focusing on those really difficult things can be hard because you have to unpack that a lot more than you typically would because you've built up a lot of really bad habits over time. And those habits a lot of times are really difficult to break. Yeah, so not only do they focus on the bad things about us, but they're also usually not very specific. So we'll just go with the number one thing that I think I hear when people talk about resolutions, and that's, I want to get healthier. The problem with getting healthier is that no one knows what the heck it actually means. And when you're not defining it, and that's just your resolution that you're going to be healthier, how will you ever actually know whether you're doing it if you don't have a real, tangible way to measure that? So that's, I would say, the next problem with a resolution and why it doesn't work is that they're just not specific enough. 
Yeah, that's true. And it's funny you say that because I was doing some research in preparation for this episode. And in fact, the most common New Year's resolutions are to be healthy, like you just mentioned, to lose weight, which goes right along with being healthy, to save money, to learn something new. But again, like they're never really defining what that would mean. So like even if it was, so we'll break it down. Even if it was to lose weight, okay, so how much weight would you lose? Or even if it was to get healthy, okay, what did that what does that mean to you? Because what means to be healthy to you would be different than what it might mean for me and Meg. And then as far as like money, well, they want to earn more money or you want to save more money, but you don't define it with a dollar amount. So how are you going to do that and what strategies would you put in place for that to happen? And how would you know you achieved it? Right. I mean, you know, if you find a $10 bill on the street, have you saved money because that was money you didn't really have before? Or do you need to actually make a plan? So just that they're very, very general is the problem there. Another thing is just that you can't change bad habits overnight. So going back to the idea that we first had about they're just focusing really on the bad things about us, that when you're saying, okay, this is bad about me, now I'm going to change it. Well, when you don't change those things in like a day or two, you try you tend to feel like a failure and you just give up for good. And I think that's where that whole, you know, by February thing everyone's given up really comes into play that you have tried it for 3 seconds, it didn't work, and you thought that you could change this terrible thing that you've been doing again because we're saying it's usually a bad thing about you that you're trying to change. And when it didn't work in the 2 minutes that you gave it, well, you failed, let's move on with life. Yeah, and coupled right with that is the whole idea like we talked about. I mean, you might have not known the stats of how bad it really was for people giving up on their resolutions, but the idea is we know that almost everyone gives up on their resolutions at some point within the first quarter of the year. And so if we operate with that mindset, if we know that like people, well, everyone else gave up, so I can give up, then the word resolution and using it, it's the reason I dislike it so much. Because there's a negative connotation. It's supposed to be a really positive thing because you're going to be better, right? We're trying to be better. We're trying to change something ourselves that would make us better. But the resolution itself has like a negative twist because we think, yeah, that's true, but a resolution is really something you just come up with quickly and no one really does it. And yeah, I've had them in the past, but I always just give up on them. And so it's not really that big a deal. And there's nothing really with it that I really have to see through. And that mindset is what really limits it because we all have great intentions. So don't get me wrong. I know we have good intentions when we sit down with these resolutions. The problem is we're not really creating the habits and putting things in place to make them happen. Yeah, it's almost like by the time you're saying, I have a resolution, you've already given yourself permission to give up because you've given up in the past or everyone else around you has given them up in the past. Therefore, the word is almost meaningless by the time it's even coming out of your mouth. Yeah, and also with them too, like we talked about, I've always done, at least I was used to do, when I would make a resolution, when I would decide on something, I'm like, oh crap, it's after Christmas, I gotta come up with something that I'm gonna do right? And then I just put something down or I just say it out loud. I don't even actually talk about it, but I just like put something down. And with that, I don't really set myself up to succeed at all because that's the thing about resolutions. They rarely include any plan at how you're really going to do it. In the moment, you kind of just come up with something. It sounds great. 
you can tell people and they're like, oh, that's awesome. You want to lose weight. You want to get healthy. You want to do this, that, or the other. That is amazing. And you're like, yeah, that does feel really good. But without a plan, without something to really see through how you're going to get to the place where you want to be, you're going to come to a wall fairly quickly. And then when you start to fail or you start to just have some resistance, the failure will lurk and then you just stop. Yeah, I was going to say, even even when you do end up having the plan, what happens when you fail once or you skip a day of the gym or whatever you said you were going to do? Then, because you failed once and you don't have a plan for when that happens, you just stop altogether. Yeah, and we talk about it all the time. I mean, me and Meg live by plans. We live by setting habits in place because we know that as strong as we are, that we will give up without a plan. So as much as we do and as, as many things as we put in place, if we don't have a plan for how it's going to go, we simply do not do it. And this definitely comes into place when you're trying to change a lot of the bad things or a lot of things that you you have never done before because a lot of times it focuses on things we've never done or wanted to do before. But without a plan or strategy, it just simply won't happen. I think even a bigger problem with it, just talking out loud, is that we expect instant results. In our society, we always talk about it, and you all know it to be true. You expect everything to be now, now, now. It's a cultural difference in America where we just always expect everything at our fingertips. It's the age of the iPhone. It's the age of you-know-who, her who should not be named in your kitchen. You do not want to wait for the answers. And the fact is, most people statistically give things about 10 to 15 seconds before they're getting irritated about whether they're having the answer or not. Like, we're very impatient. And so when you're not getting those immediate results, like say you're like, well, I want to get healthier, and you go out and try to run the first week, and it's brutal, and you go jump on the scale, and you lost no weight at all, you get discouraged, and you fall right back into those bad habits because you want those instant results. And when you don't get that short-term fix, you have a hard time ever getting to the long-term results. Mm, I like that. And the other one we wanted to touch on is that you just don't ask for help or accountability. Like Brandon was saying, he kind of like would think in his head, like maybe this is my resolution and then not really tell anyone or even write it down. But if you don't ask for help or if you don't tell someone, hey, I'm doing this, will you help me stay accountable? If you if you can't even make it outside of your own brain, then how are you going to really do it in real life? If you can't say, hey, this is what I'm doing, this is how I'm going to do it to another human being then the chances of you actually accomplishing it are pretty small. We as people really love to have somebody that we can talk to about these things and that will help us through the hard times because resolutions are going to be hard. Goals are going to be hard. Sometimes it is not easy. And if you have to keep all of that in and you never have a place to turn when things get tough, then you might just want to give up even earlier. Oh, it's so true because I know for years, I mean, that's what we would do. We would, I, I don't even remember a time where I would even tell you, like if there was something where I would, first of all, I rarely did resolutions yeah. because I've always had a feeling about them that I just didn't like. But then that almost gave me the excuse, well, I'm not going to make a resolution. So, 
you know, I don't really need to worry about it. And I know that sounds silly saying it out loud, but that's how I operated. And so I would never tell Megan what I was trying to do. So there certainly was no accountability. And even the word accountability makes it sound like it's a bad thing that someone's going to be like looking over your shoulder and checking in on you. But I like to see it more as someone lifting you up and encouraging you. I mean, just at the start of this year, one of the things I've set out to do is read 100 books. And as we sit here today, I'm three away from completing my goal. So I did not give that up. But I also didn't really consider it a resolution. I set a plan. I looked forth all the things I would have to do. I've told all of you, if you follow us on social for any amount of time, you know that I've been talking about it. I think the issue, though, and the fear is that you're going to tell someone about it or you're going to tell a group of people about it. Then you're not going to accomplish it. You're going to fail or you're going to have the feeling that you did fail once you start to struggle a little bit. And then those people are going to judge you or use it against you somehow. And I would tell you that if that's the feeling that you're going to get from the people that you're surrounding yourself with, it might be time to find some new people to help lift you up. And that's just getting real with you. Because if you worry that the people around you, especially the people closest to you, are going to down you or use somehow use your goals against you or use what you're trying to do to better yourself against you, man, you might not want to surround yourself with those people anymore. And I have to take a pause real quick here because you were talking about your books. And if you are listening to this pretty much when it came out or ish, we are doing a book giveaway over on Instagram every Monday in December, maybe a little longer. Depends on when the books run out, where we are just giving away some of these awesome books that Brandon's been reading throughout this year. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, go over to Instagram, follow us, and join this book giveaway situation because you could get some free books. Love it. Love it. So yeah, so we're talking all about resolutions. We're talking about all the reasons why they don't work. And you're like, well, that's great, Brandon and Megan. So what do we do instead? Well, I'm here to tell you what you do instead. You set goals, and then you include an actual plan and steps to get there. So at any point during the year, you can take a pulse of where you're at, and you can figure out where you are currently, where you want to be in the future, and where you want to be in the way, way, way future. But you can have all those plans listed out so you have something to look back to, And I would say, like, we all love our computers, we all love our technology, but writing out this information is probably the best course of action to start because writing it implants it in your brain, implants it in your subconscious, and gives you a way better chance of starting off on the right foot. Yeah, and speaking of starting, start small. That doesn't mean your dream and your goal has to be small. What that means is take whatever you're trying to do and break it up into pieces so that you can see where you're actually going and and digest those pieces one at a time. So that, you know, if you have a big goal, you're not overwhelmed by that big goal. You just know that you have to get through step one. And when you get to step two, when you get to step two, you'll already have a sense of accomplishment because you've just done the previous step. And that's how to really build on those things so that you don't feel so much anxiety over having to get to this huge goal and no clue how to do it. Break it up, start small, and you can work on it one piece by one piece. Yeah, it's all about those bite-sized chunks because any big problem, if you think about anything that you had to overcome, anything that you were trying to do that was that was just huge at the start, the best way to get through that is just breaking it down into those small pieces. And the other thing I'd like to say with this is that you just need to be realistic about it too. 
I'm all about huge goals, and trust me, Meg knows, I love having big, audacious goals. But also, you need to be realistic about what you can really accomplish and set a time frame for when you believe you can really accomplish those things because the easiest way to get discouraged is setting a huge goal. Like, say you want your company to make, you know, $10,000 more a month by next month. I mean, that it's just not realistic. You got to set stuff off and put a structure in place and focus on these one or two things to start. And then that's where the planning comes in because you have the, the th- things in place. You have the benchmarks for things you're trying to do, and it will get you closer to your goals. But you got to have a plan. You definitely need a plan. And you have to actually plan often too. You can't just sit down one time in December, say, here's what I want to do for 2020, and then never think about it again. Oh no, you got to go back. You got to look at it monthly. You got to look at it weekly. You got to always be assessing what you're doing and figuring all that out because one time right now doesn't count. You are never going to get there if all you do is have one big jam sesh in December and forget about it after that. Right. And if you think about it logically, I mean, that's the easiest way to keep track of where you're at, right? If you're looking at something big and broad and huge, then like you're going to get lost in that and you're going to get stressed in that. So like Meg said, break that year down into quarters, then break those quarters down into months, then break those months down into every week, and then break those weeks down into every day. And it gets way more manageable when you do that. We do that every week. We sit down on Sunday night, or if not Monday morning, but we try to do it every Sunday night. We break down our week what we're going to be working on, what we have coming up that week. We make a plan. And yeah, it doesn't always go according to plan, but without a structure or plan of any kind, it all goes haywire. And then you're like, what was I supposed to be working on? I don't really know. And then you're never really getting to your huge goals because breaking it down over time, like if you're looking at it every week to start and that in those weeks you plan out every day, by the time you get to the end of a month and you look back at what you accomplished, you're going to be astounded by how much you accomplished, way more so than you would have had you not broken it down and just had a plan in the first place. Yeah. Another thing is you need to be making those goals specific and tangible. And and we talked about this in the context of why resolutions don't work. But now that we're onto the goals, make sure that you're turning those goals to be something very specific and tangible. What can you measure? What can you figure out if you've done or not done? What can you, do you have a number? Is there a percentage? What is, what is that thing that you're trying to do and how can it be measured? And once you can measure it, then you have a way to figure out, have I achieved this or do I have more work to do before I actually achieve this? Yeah. And the other thing too, and it's something we all, I think, rely on is we're all expecting at the start for our willpower alone to get us through. And so When we're starting out on a new goal, when we're starting out on a new task, at least for me, I get all excited about it and I'm all like full in on it. And a lot of times at the beginning of a new year, when we're, which is what we're coming on, people are all excited about the possibilities because it's like a new year. It's a new beginning. A fresh start. It's a fresh start to everything. And that's great. But you can't think that that high and that willpower that you have is going to carry you through because without having a structure again, not to keep going back to that, but without having a plan, willpower is going to wear off. I like to believe myself myself to have really strong willpower, to be very disciplined. But I have seen time and time again that if I do not have a plan, it will not happen. And so we can't expect willpower to get us through. 
I've spent most of this year reading a lot of books, and the most successful people that you see do not depend on willpower. They have a structure. They have very solid daily habits and routines, and that's how they get to where they want to be. That's exactly why we implemented our daily routine too. Our morning routine specifically changed completely the way we felt about life, changed the way we tackled the day, really just turned everything upside down for us. And I think that's a really important piece of getting your goals in line is just to be able to start your day in a way that makes it possible. If you start your day frazzled and without a clue what you're supposed to be doing and when, then it's going to be really hard to make those dreams come true and to tackle those goals because how the heck are you going to be able to do it if you don't know what's up and down? Yeah, that's so right. And I think the most important thing in all of this is when you go out there, we talk about having that high, we talked about feeling really great about it, is to expect and even plan for a bumpy road. Because most of our goals we set stem from trying to break old habits. They stem from trying to fix something in ourselves that we recognize needs fixing. But we're all stubborn, so those bad habits are going to be hard to break. And so you need to prepare yourself that even the things that you're trying to do, the things that you're trying to change, when you get out there, you're going to get resistance. Maybe from the people around you. Maybe just from the world itself, things will not go well when you go out there and try to change it. So you need to expect that it is going to be difficult because, again, that high feels great, but like as soon as you get slapped in the face once, figuratively, it doesn't feel good and you're going to want to go back and you need to know right now as we're heading into the new year that will happen and plan for that as well. Right. And when it does happen, that is exactly when you have to do it anyway. You have to keep going. You have to say, I I really did expect this. I knew this was coming. Now let's get back to work. You have to understand that not everyone is going to like the new you. They're not going to get you. They're not going to get what you're doing. And that's okay too. Keep going. Keep reaching the goal keep reaching for those next steps and those goals that you're trying to achieve. Right. I mean, the the biggest thing we hear from everyone is that like someone around them just doesn't support the new them. They don't support what they're trying to do. And I mean, that'll happen. The reality is that'll happen. Whether it's through not saying anything at all or whether it's through literally saying to your face that they don't like it or they don't get it or they don't know why you've changed or, hey, you've changed. And the fact is, you're yes, you have changed. But it's not your job to convince them that what you're doing is the best thing for them because really what they're looking at is how this affects them and how this is going to affect them moving forward. A lot of times, even if it's coming from a good place, even if it's coming from the idea of your own best interest, a lot of what people will say is going to try to limit you and bring you down from what you're trying to do. But that's fine. You don't need everyone to get it. You don't need everyone to understand. You certainly don't need everyone in this world to agree with you. That's why you always go back to the plan. You reflect on why you were doing this in the first place. I'm sure you had reasons for wanting to do this. I'm sure if you have goals for 2020, you have reasons. You Maybe there are other people. Maybe it's for yourself. Maybe it's to prove to yourself that you can do it. Maybe it's just to better yourself or be more healthy or any of these things we've already mentioned. But go back to what those things were, because in the tough times, that's what gets me through, is remembering why did I start doing this in the first place? Oh, yeah. Preach it, brother. 
The other thing is just not beating yourself up. When you get these unexpected turns, when you get these bumpy roads, don't beat yourself over don't beat yourself up over it. It's just a learning curve. You need to be gracious with yourself. You need to love yourself, forgive yourself, and move on because again, remember, you're expecting this bumpy road, so you can't beat yourself up about it. Yeah, and I'm the worst at this to be honest, because I always want to get it right the first time and I, I I always want to I've said it before I want to get from A to C and I want to skip the B I want to skip the work I just want to get here I want to get to the mountaintop I want to get there how do I do it and the problem is just like Meg said when you get into that that thought pattern then you really can't celebrate the small wins and you can't see that you actually have been growing you actually have gone further. It might not be as fast as you would have hoped. And again, expecting instant results. We'll go back to that. But you are improving. And you do have to give yourself a little bit of credit and know that it is going to be difficult. So it's okay. It's okay to laugh at yourselves. Me and Meg laugh at ourselves a lot. It's okay to know that, hey, it was a hard day. And this is where I'd also recommend that you institute some cutoff times and plan for breaks because we love getting laser focused. We love locking into the tasks that we're working on. But you know what we also love? Taking some breaks. And yes, there's some negative thoughts when it comes to taking breaks. I'm not saying be lazy. I'm not saying take weeks off. What I am saying though is you work hard every day. So entitle yourself to take some breaks. For me and Meg, we have cutoff times where we literally will not work past a certain time. Now, that doesn't work every night, but we try to stand by it. We also have times where we plan for breaks, maybe a night off, maybe a couple nights off. But the thing is, if you're running yourself down and not working under realistic expectations, you're going to burn out really quickly. And the idea here is not to burn out quickly and give up. The idea is to give yourself a little grace, give yourself a little break, and press through. Because the most important thing at the end of it is being that better you that you want to be. And if you want those things to stick, you got to understand and recognize that your body's telling you you might need to take a little bit of a break too. Absolutely. And that's exactly why we want to do our Saturday night at home date nights. That's why we decide, hey, the computers are going away on Saturday nights because we know that after we've been working so hard all week that we need to reconnect as a couple. We need to put down the work and start the play. We know that we've already done the work. We know that we can feel good about that. Now it's time to relax. It's time to reset. It's time to enjoy our weekend by that point. And it's also a good reminder. This past week was also a good reminder for us because I was just having a rough week. I just wasn't feeling my best. It was rough with our kids. We have two kids. We have a five-year-old and a two-year-old, and they were just giving us the time. And one night I was just like, Brandon, I, I know I'm supposed to be doing all these things, but I am just not feeling it. Like I feel overwhelmed. I don't feel okay about this. I need to rest. He just was amazing about it. He didn't Tell me I should be working. He said, if you are if you need to rest, you need to rest. And the next day I had a Groupon waiting in my email for me for a massage because he knew, he knew that I needed to take a minute for myself and actually do what we preach, which is take the break. Right. And the idea, of course, with the break too is, I mean, how refreshed did you feel 
after you took a handful of days off. How much better were your thoughts and your thought patterns? How much more positive were you after you gave yourself a little bit of time to relax? Like, did you not come back like refreshed? Oh, yeah, I came back ready to work. And that's the important part about it is that, you know, if you're doing it the right way, then you are giving yourself some space to rest. But when you come back, you're even better because you're not worn down and you're not overwhelmed anymore. And you've said, you know, hey, I deserve a second to recharge my brain and my body. And so that's what happened for me. I was able to take those few nights off and get my massage on the weekend and I'm ready to go now. Yeah. And that leads us right to one of the last things you want to do, which is to find a support team. You want to find some cheerleaders. You want to find some people around you that are willing to lift you up, but that are also willing to keep it real and let you know that things need to be done or maybe just talk you through some things because there's a lot of times where me and Meg will just talk through things to be like, okay, I just want to make sure that I understand or I want to do this. What do you think about this? And just getting someone out there that's not going to judge you. That's going to just give you some honest feedback to give you another opinion, to talk you through it. And if you are having a rough time, to try to lift you up and encourage you through it. Because we know that those things are going to happen. We know the bumpy road's there. But you need to find the people around you that you can surround yourself with that will challenge you, discipline you, and lift you up. Absolutely. And before we go, we did want to tell you that in the spirit of resolutions, which aren't really resolutions because they are goals... We have created a free PDF, which is a 2020 planning guide for you, for your goals. That is absolutely right. So we believe in this so much. And we just in the essence of thinking about all this stuff, about thinking about all these different things, we were like, one of the biggest interactions we have with people is they're like, we agree with you guys. We love it. We love the idea of setting goals, but we just don't know how to do it. How do you guys do it? So we took the time to create this free PDF. Again, it's a three-page PDF, and it practices exactly what we're talking about here. It talks about yearly goals. It talks about monthly goals, and then it breaks it down even into weekly goals where you can print it out each week and write down your goals, and you will see a difference. I promise you. All you have to do is go over to our website, foolsinlovepodcast.com. There's a bar across the top. You put in your email, and you say, get the free PDF. We really want you to have this tool. We want you to be able to have a way to plan because we believe in this so much. We took the time to do it because we want you to have the strategies and the, the know-how in place to be able to just write down your goals and just have a starting point. Our dream in all of this is to be able to give you a starting point, a launch pad to be able to get you on the right track for where you want to be. And we understand that that doesn't happen overnight, but without a plan, it won't happen at all. So we want you to go on there, take advantage of this free tool, and as always, reach out to us with any questions. We are here for you whenever you need us. Hey, B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear. 